What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Finance for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wren. Join me as we dig into what it looks like for physicians to begin using their finances as a tool to live better lives. You can learn more about our resources at financeforphysicians.co. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, guys. How's it going? I uh, once again have some some big student loan news to throw your way, and I wanted to uh, get this out uh, while it's fresh. I guess as I'm recording this, it's been a couple days since this came out, and it's probably going to be you know a big benefit to quite a few guys listening. So I'm going to talk through what what these changes are and how they might affect you, and um, hopefully catch you up to speed on that. Okay, so. You know, the big student loan news just keeps coming. Uh, I'm sure most of you have heard by now, like the the last big thing was the uh, uh, COVID forbearance got extended again. Uh, I guess maybe not so so big of a surprise anymore because they keep extending it, but uh, that's extended now to uh, August 31st, 2022. So that's a huge deal for especially those of you that would otherwise have had to make big payments is that are going for PSLF. So that's a home run for you, the PSLF crowd that would have otherwise had to make big payments, especially, I mean, it's good for everybody, but it's uh, going for PSLF, but it's especially good for those with, uh, those big payments. So, um, so that was, that was, uh, you know, one thing, but th- this is a completely new development that is just adding to, I guess, the student loan generosity. Um, that's kind of the trend is that, uh, Everything's getting more generous towards uh, federal student loans. So anyway, this is going to be apparently the uh, the government says this will affect quite a few people. They say it'll forty thousand people will have forgiveness immediately because of this, and then they said three point six million should have at least three years added to their qualifying payments for forgiveness. So the the purpose of a lot of these changes recently is to help address what they claim are some of the failures in uh, administrating these student loans. When student loans changed in 2007, eight timeframe, they became a lot more complicated. They went to the income-based payments and added all the forgiveness programs. It got super complicated then, and there was all kinds of mess ups and screw ups and uh, a lot of problems came of that. So the intent with a lot of these changes recently is to help address those failures and you know provide some relief to the borrowers that were harmed by those. So, you know that's that's all good good stuff. So the first big thing, so we'll talk through uh there's a couple things that have ha- uh been announced that are going to change. First big thing is to end uh what they called as forbearance steering. So, uh forbearance steering, I've never called it that, but I know exactly what they're talking about. Forbearance steering would be like the student loan servicers uh, pushing people towards forbearance or making it really easy to do forbearance. In my experience, so we've done a lot of work in our you know planning business with residents. Um, I've had conversations in the past a lot with uh, a lot of conversations with uh, some of the financial aid directors at some of the medical schools. And in my experience, what I have heard from people is that probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like half the residents, it seemed like, at least in the past, uh, were in forbearance. This is before COVID because now everybody's in forbearance, but it's this COVID forbearance thing. Before then, my experience, I would would always, if I had to guess, I would say about half of residents or or fellows are in forbearance. 
I had a financial aid director once tell me that that she thought it was over 50% of her residents were in forbearance or medical students that are graduating. They're starting out in forbearance was what she was talking about. So what happens, and I've worked with people that have gone this route, uh, a lot of times what happens is you start out in forbearance and once you're in forbearance, it's pretty difficult to get out. So many people, you know, typically when people start in forbearance at their, in their first year of training, they stay in forbearance for the entire period. That's pretty common. I've seen it a ton of times. The government said uh, that they thought 13% of all direct loan borrowers had at least 36 months of forbearance, but that's everybody. Um, I think the numbers are a lot higher for residents and fellows. So loan servicers make it super easy, or they used to make it super easy. I guess that's changing. So loan servicers back in the day before COVID, um, it was super easy to get into forbearance. Um, in fact, like they kind of pushed it a little bit, like when in doubt, it was like, well, just, you know, do this forbearance period and kind of let things shake out. It's no payments required, you know, sounds pretty good. And a lot of people uh, do it because they're buying a house when they start training. In fact, the mortgage lenders push it too. They're like, okay, well, why don't you just do forbearance and then we don't have to count any payment and get you the mortgage and then you can deal with the student loans later. So um, there's a lot of, you know, pressures on those early training uh, people to go into forbearance. And it's very easy in that prior environment. But the problem was like forbearance is about as terrible of a move on your student loans as you can make. I mean, it's, it's, it's the worst possible move most of the time, uh, mainly because you're missing out on PSLF qualification. Um, and in most cases, the crazy thing about it is in most cases, like the payment they would have otherwise had to make was extremely low or maybe even zero. So like the income-based alternative payment was typically or is typically very low or maybe even non-existent. So it's like at that point, it's an absolute like no-brainer, terrible move. Forbearance is the bad move. And it would have it would have made so much more sense for them to go into some sort of income-based payment. So that that's all been happening. I've been very well aware of it. I've seen it firsthand a ton of times. Uh, that is completely happening, and I think it's good that they're addressing it. So the question is, what are they going to do about it? So uh, the first thing they're they're promising to do is a what they call this one time account adjustment uh, to count to count the the forbear some of these forbearance periods towards IDR which is like the long-term 20 or 25-year forgiveness and PSLF forgiveness. So I'll talk about what the details of this, but uh, the first thing they're doing is adjust, doing a one-time adjustment to start to count some of these forbearance periods that have been happening towards the big forgiveness programs. So what are they going to count? So there's two defining qualifiers that they're going to count. So first thing is, if you had forbearances for more than 12 consecutive months. So like say you had, say you're in forbearance for 15 straight months or even 13 straight months. In that situation, it triggers in their system and they're going to count them all towards forgiveness. So that's the first qualifier is if you had periods of forbearance for greater than 12 months, those would now begin to count towards 20 or 25 year forgiveness and or PSLF forgiveness. Second big thing is for those of you that had forbearances for 
more than 36 months cumulative. So like if you've been in forbearance, when you add it all up for more than 36 months, then the f- trigger goes off there too. And then they're going to count them all towards uh, IDR uh, and or BSLF forgiveness. So, you know, as you might be thinking through this, um, you know, think about like training periods for a lot of people uh, in, in medicine. It's like uh, some of these training periods are pretty long. As you might expect, that's there's some pretty big numbers. Um, like I know of people that were in forbearance for, you know, six or seven years in training and uh, quite a few of those people. So for those kind of people that are ultimately going for PSLF, especially, that's a home run. And it may even make IDR, which is the 20 or 25 year year forgiveness, more appealing because you're adding like seven years back into the picture of qualifying payments. So it's a huge deal for those people in training that were in that those longer, long-term periods of forbearance, potentially a game changer uh, where it you know makes IDR much more appealing or, you know, makes PSLF happen a way sooner. So it's going to be automatic on uh, their end. The loan servicers are going to supposed to be uh, doing reviews and uh, figuring out who's affected and, you know, counting those. Uh, Also, you might be wondering like, well, what about people that had less than, so people that didn't trigger those two qualifiers, maybe you had six months of forbearance or two months here, two months there, whatever. Uh, so they're also, uh, they also mentioned that, uh, for people under 12 months, you can, you can still file a complaint if you were steered towards forbearance and I'll link to the, the link they gave to, to do this, which I would encourage doing. If you feel like in any way you were steered towards forbearance, you, you might as well, you know, go that route. And it seems like they're being fairly generous with all this. In order for it to count, though, for PSLF, you still have to be qualified at a qualifying employer. So, you know, they're not going to count periods where you were like in school or, you know, at a job that didn't qualify for PSLF. So that's still an underlying requirement. But, um, but either way, it's a huge deal. Particularly, this particular change is a huge deal for those of you that had that had opted into the longer term forbearance periods during training. So the the second um, big change they're making uh, to help in this forbearance steering is to increase oversight of the loan servicers. Basically, they're they're going to eliminate the ability to opt into forbearance by text or email. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Never should have done that in the first place. So that's no longer uh, available. Also, they're going to audit servicers regularly. Um, they're going to basically clamp down on servicers to try to restrict their use of forbearance because really forbearance rarely makes sense it's in most probably like 95 percent of people maybe more 99 percent of people we work with it's like a terrible decision so it should be like the last 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 resort that people should have available so i think that's a good move so the first big thing they're trying to solve uh help uh correct this forbearance problem and solve it going forward second big problem they're trying to address is tracking towards IDR forgiveness. So that's the 20 or 25 year forgiveness. There's not a really good solid way to track your progress for 20 or 25 year forgiveness. And that's a really long time, which makes it even more important to track progress. So what they're doing, there's two big things here happening. So number one, 
there's going to be a one-time revision of all IDR payments to to address the pa- the past problems. So there was a lot of problems there as a result of uh, you know not having good methods here. So all direct and FFEL loans, so basically all federal loans, any months that a payment was made, it's going to count towards the 20 or 25 year forgiveness. So this could potentially be a really big deal for some of you that are in non-PSLF jobs if you've been been if, if if you've been making payments for a long time on federal loans or maybe some of you have like these old uh low interest rate federal student loans, you know, they didn't clarify like how far they're going to go back. You know, hopefully it's forever, but I can I know there's plenty of people, you know, we work with that have had gotten student loans a long time ago, like back 15, maybe plus years ago. What is the year? 2012, 20, 2002. Yeah. 20 year, like say, I, I guess my student loans, um, I was get I had some student loans in like the early 2000s. So like 2001, 2002, 2003, that time frame. At that point, the federal student loans were actually really low interest rates, like 2% type, maybe three at the, at the most. So there's a lot of people that have these student loans that are super low interest rate. They're just paying the minimum payment because, like, you know, not it's not a big deal to have that low interest rate debt. It's they're kind of like viewing it as a you know good debt. There's other debts that are higher priorities. Uh, so if that's you, like this could potentially change the game on those, uh, depending on how many payments of those they they count because they're going to count. They're claiming to be counting all types of payments in the past towards 20 or 25 year forgiveness. So, uh, including before any consolidations and including direct and FFEL loans. So any type of federal loan, and they're even going to count, uh, months in deferment before 2013, except for in-school deferment towards IDR. So basically like much more generous treatment of, um, IDR, uh, payment calculations. That's all going to happen. And then the second thing is they're going to fix the whole IDR payment counting process or methods by adding like service or guidelines to track progress for the borrowers. Also, you're going to be able to track IDR, your IDR payment count on the student aid website. So that's the government website. It's studentaid.gov website, which is great because, I mean, I think that's where it should be tracked uh, no matter which servicer you have. So that that's um, you know plus on top of that, there's one more thing actually on the, the IDR payment counting. Going forward, they're saying they're going to count uh, you know future deferment or forbearance towards IDR qualifications. So that's you know completely different. I mean that those up to this point forbearance or deferment, none of that counts towards any of these forgiveness programs. Now. They haven't mentioned anything about those counting towards PSLF. So that's important to, distinction to make. Like this second, so I've mentioned two big changes with this big news. First thing is in ending the forbearance steering. And that the, the big changes with that affect everybody in the PSLF crowd plus people potentially eligible for 20 or 25 year forgiveness. You know, the PSLF is going to be much, that's the 10 years forgiveness. So that's going to outweigh if you're eligible for both, PSLF is always better. So that first big change, the forbearance steering changes, that's affecting everybody with IDR eligibility and PSLF. And then the second big change 
is specific, so that being able to track uh, progress uh, is specific to um, those of you guys with IDR only. So second program is only for that 20 or 25 year forgiveness and is not for PSLF. So they did uh, address some of the PSLF issues when that PSLF waiver came out. That was, I think, you know, maybe the first wave of some of the more recent big news related to student loans. So um, check that out if you have, uh, if you're going for PSLF and you're not aware of that yet, that would be good to understand. So, but uh, either way, this is huge. This is a potentially big deal for those of you. I mean, I think the one takeaway is if I have federal student loans, I'm going to be super cautious about refinancing until I understand this, especially if I've had it for a while. Like I would make sure to look, to understand how this is going to affect you if you have federal student loans still. And, uh, you know, it, it could change your plan completely. So if you're working with us one-on-one, uh, definitely reach out. If you have like specific questions, it'll be on our radar to to uh, address in uh, future meetings. But I think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's going to have a lot of uh, positive effect towards those of you with federal student loans, I guess. And then the last thing I'll say before we jump off, uh, th- those of you that have had, that have uh, refinanced or gotten out of the federal system and um, you're listening to this, hopefully you've turned it off at this point, but I feel for you that it stinks to miss out on these kinds of things. And some of you probably would have gotten huge benefits from um, some of these programs, but um, I'm sure. So most people that do go that refinance route are doing it for responsible reasons. And at the, that point in time, it was the responsible move. So don't beat yourself up, up too bad for that. At the end of the day, like when you're old and you know things are going well, like the student loans are going to be like a thing of the past. It's not going to have massive effects on your future life. So. Um, hope hope this is uh, helpful to you and uh, please reach out if you have um, if you want to kind of dig more into any of these big recent changes or anything else um, comes to mind for topics you'd like like us to cover in the future look forward to talking again next time and uh, hope you have a great day as always thank you so much for joining us today if you found this valuable please give us a review on itunes and share with a friend also check out our website at financeforphysicians.co for all sorts of additional content. See you next time. Finance for Physicians is not an investment, tax, legal, or financial advisor. All content included in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial tax or legal advice. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by Finance for Physicians as to another party's informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. If you don't have an advisor or would like a second opinion, feel free to check out our website for recommended advisors.